Welcome to Alive Experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the Word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged, and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's join the message already in progress. We're going to go straight into the word of the Lord. I hope you are enjoying the conference. I hope God is speaking to you. And don't you miss tomorrow. We're going to have a great time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this beautiful ministration. And thank you, Lord, for the chance and the blessing of sharing your word right now, Lord. I pray that you will minister to us in a mighty way, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to jump straight into the word of the Lord tonight. Listen, if you've just connected, this is Reason 2021, uh, Easter conference where we, Pastor Pume and myself, are just taking you through the word, through music, different things. Hallelujah. And we're trusting God that, you know, you're going to be ministered to. God is going to bless your life and, and change you completely. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, I'm, I'm going to just talk on something tonight, and I have entitled it, and it's very much tied to what um, Pastor Pumi has just ministered through singing. You know, I've entitled it, Going Through Via Dolorosa. Going through via Dolorosa. Now, I'm sure part of what I said, you, and, you, and you heard it, but the other part, you are lost. You're like, what? Okay, maybe let's say via, not via, via, because if I say via, it will look like you, know, you, are, you are going via, you know. But via, it's, it's a Latin word. Say with me, Via Dolorosa. Say it again, Via Dolorosa. Via Dolorosa means the road of suffering. Via is road, way. Dolorosa means suffering, pain. So, let me take you through it again. Going through Via Dolorosa. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, that, that word, that Latin word, Via Dolorosa, please say it. Say it. I want you to get used to saying Via Dolorosa. Even if, that, even if that is not your destiny. Hallelujah. But you should know many things. Hallelujah. Now, Via Dolorosa is not just a word that I've taken like that. No, 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 no. Actually, it is believed to be the path the Lord Jesus Christ took passing through the old city of Jerusalem. You know, there, there, you see, Jerusalem has many streets. And from where Jesus was, to Mount Golgotha. There were many ways to get there. You understand? It was not just one way. 
but the path he took, as he was surrounded with people and, and Roman soldiers, the path that he went through and all the torture and all the suffering that he went through, that path is called Via Dolorosa. The path the Lord Jesus took from the place where he was being beaten, the road he used to get to the place where he was crucified. That path is 600 meters, if I'm not mistaken. That particular path is called Via Dolorosa. And you know, I want to talk about that tonight because that's what we are commemorating tonight. Good Friday is all about the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every year I, I choose a specific area of this day, amen, and I talk about it. And this particular year, the Lord led me to look at his path, the road he took, the road he took. Jesus didn't land on Mount Golgotha. He walked to that place. And it was not an easy journey. It, it's not a very, very long road like the one, you know, like, you know, like some of the trip the Lord Jesus made. For example, from Bethany to Bethlehem, from this area to that area. I mean, the Lord walked miles and miles and miles. But of all the walkings of the Lord, Via Dolorosa, that little trip he made contains everything. Everything about what you believe and what I believe, where we stand, who we are, is because he took that trip. There are many trips he took. Some of those trips were important to some people that were alive in that time. For example, the trip he took to Bethany was important to Lazarus, because Lazarus was dead. I hope you understand that. There are so many trips he took, and wherever he went, he was able to help people, and he was able to preach the word. But when the Lord Jesus took the Via Dolorosa, it was more for you and me than for the people of his day. That particular trip he took at that time has had an impact over your life and over my life forever. Put your hands together for Jesus if you understand anything I'm saying. Via Dolorosa was so intense. Listen to me. Because the title of my little talk tonight, I'm not going to preach for long. Remember, it's a conference, so I want to keep you going. The, listen, the Via Dolorosa that the Lord Jesus Christ went through was so intense that when he saw it coming, the Bible says he tried to pray it away. If you come with me to the book of Mark, chapter 14, from verse 32 down to 36, the Bible says, Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. You know, 
when something bad sometimes is about to happen, you know, you start feeling it. And you, you don't know exactly what's going on, but you start just, you know, some of you, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've woken up one morning and you're just feeling distressed and you're not feeling at ease. The only difference is that the Lord knew what was coming. We sometimes don't know what is coming, but he knew what was coming. So he started feeling distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. I want you to enter the journey of the Lord with me. The journey that gave birth to who you are. He said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Do you understand? The hour he was talking about was this trip he was about to take that was going to end him on Mount Golgotha where he was going to be crucified. He saw that trip coming. He saw that journey. He saw those events coming. And he went and prayed that if it was possible, let this pass me by. And this is what he said. The Bible said, he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. All things. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. If it's possible. But then he says, all things are possible for you. You see, that particular sentence reveals that God had many ways to save you and me. Because Jesus is with the Father all the time. He said, it's just like you are with somebody and you know, you know about this, you know about this, you know about this. So you know, you know that, look, if he wants, there are other possibilities. And it is based on those other possibilities that Jesus, because he was very sorrowful, he saw what was coming. He saw the intensity of what was coming to him. And his soul couldn't bear it. His soul actually started dying before his body was dying. That's why he was sorrowful to death. He felt so much sorrow, so much suffering, so much pain. And he knew that he cannot take everybody with him in this moment. And that there's something very important to learn there. Don't allow everybody to see you in your low moment. It is not everybody that has the right to see you cry. Jesus did not do this before all the disciples. He took three. And even those three, he left them somewhere. Then he went alone further. It is not right to expose some of your weaknesses to people that are following you. It can destroy them. So Jesus didn't allow the nine 
to be near where he was. And the three, Peter, James, and John, that he took with him, he also left them somewhere, and he asked them to stay and pray with him because the reason he took them, because he knew this is a very difficult season he's about to enter, and he needs all the help he can find. And the only three people he knew he can trust that if I take these ones with me, they will not let me down, was Peter, James, and John. Are you that type of a person? That if your leader knows that if your leader is in trouble now, he can call on you. Are you such a person in your family that if your dad is in trouble, if your mom is going through something, you are the first person they will call? Or you will be among the nine that will be left far away? The nine who don't, they know nothing of what is going on. Jesus is crying before the Father, and he said, Father, I mean, I know the files, and I know that you have many ways to fix this problem. I mean, let us not deceive ourselves. All things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Is it worth it? This is so beautiful, people of God, even though it's so painful. It's beautiful because it reveals the humanity of the Lord. He was not just all that thing you're thinking. He also had feelings. He could feel things just the way you do. And he reached that breaking point where he felt this was too much. You see, that breaking point where you say, I can't take it anymore. This is it. At this breaking point, two things happened. Either somebody commits suicide or they break through. Or they break through. But Jesus was careful to remind himself that this is not about what I want. It's not about what I want. So Jesus quickly corrected himself. He said, Lord, this is how I feel, but really, it's what you want. It's what you want. It's what you want that it's going to go. Even if it's not what I want. I hope you understand. Like, even if it's not what I want, but if that is what you want, I'm going to have to do it. Praise the Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. And you know, I will think if my son comes to me and says to me, you know what, Dad, you know, this is so painful. And I know that you can change it just by doing like this. But however, I'm here. If you want me to go through it, I'll do it. Whatever you say, I'll do. I think every father will say, you know what, boy, just for that, just for what you've said, you know what? Let's, let's forget about this. But Isaiah 53 verse 10 says, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him. It was the Lord's will to crush him. That's the word that is used. He asked the Father, not my will, but your will be done. And Isaiah 53 tells you what was the will of the Father at that particular point. The will of the Father was my son, my beloved son, the one I love, 
I want him to be crushed. He says, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. To crush him. Nothing was happening by mistake. Nothing that was happening from the moment Jesus entered the Via Dolorosa. There was no mistake. There was no error. It was all the will of God. The very will Jesus had prayed. He says, not my will, but your will be done. The Father said, thank you very much. My will is that you will be crushed. And then my will is that you will go through a lot of suffering. It goes on to say, and though the Lord makes his life as an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will, will prosper in his hands. Hallelujah. So you see, the will of God was not only for Jesus to be crushed. The will of God was not only for Jesus to suffer. The will of God was also for Jesus to have a ministry that will prosper. Jesus, God wanted Jesus to have something that will last long and long and long and long and long and long and long. The Bible says the will, the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Many people only usually see one side of the coin. They don't see the other side of the coin. Praise the Lord. So the question therefore becomes, why did God let Jesus suffer so much? Why? If all things are possible to the Father, and the Father could have done things otherwise, why did he allow his son to be crushed? Why did he allow his son to suffer so much? Number one, it is a beautiful scripture Pastor Pumi shared with us, even though she didn't read it. The first reason why God allowed Jesus to suffer was because without the shedding of the blood of Jesus, specifically his blood, because we usually say without the shedding of blood, there can be no sacrifice. But the context is we're talking about the blood of Jesus. So without the shedding of Jesus' blood, there will be no forgiveness of man's sin. And this particular scripture is from the book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. It says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with the blood. And without, listen carefully, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. This scripture right here is the scripture that God, Bishop Dachiward Mills, my spiritual father in the ministry, converted. He shared the story of how he asked a man one day, why did Jesus have to die? And he says, the man answered this scripture, without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. If the blood of Jesus didn't flow down that cross, you and I will have no hope. We will die like everybody else. 
So why did God allow his son to be crushed? Because God wanted to reach to you and to me. And God knew the only thing that can fix this problem, somebody has to pay, and these people can't pay. They don't have what it takes. I will send my son. I will allow them to do all these things to him, but I have a greater plan for him at the end of the day. But in the process, he will help them. That's the first reason. The second reason why God allowed his son to be crushed is because God wanted you and I to learn a very important principle for success. Because we've seen that the will of God was to crush him, but the second part of the verse is the very same will of God will prosper in his hands. So what is the principle of success God wants you to learn? No pain, no gain. God is so desperate in you learning this principle that he has allowed his son to go through a very difficult process to reach the same end result so that you and I can learn that if Jesus, the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, had to go through a Via Dolorosa to reach where God wanted him to reach, even though God had any other possibilities. Do you know that God has a thousand possibilities to make you rich? God has a thousand possibilities to get you married. God has a thousand possibilities to get you a house. Just like Jesus told his father, all things are possible with you. Why are you taking me through this particular journey? Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says God could have taken the Israelites to the promised land in just 11 days. God has so many ways of getting things done. I mean, you must know the way you are going is not the only way God has. But God selects the way. And sometimes God will select via Dolorosa. In the so many ways that could have taken Jesus to Golgotha, God chose Via Dolorosa. Via Dolorosa. And that's exactly, I'm telling you, that this is how God was using his son as a model to us. To say to you and me, look, this is what I'm doing to my son. It's, it's not people doing it to him. I'm allowing it to happen. So that you can learn, no pain, no gain. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 down to 11 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Have the same mind. This, this thinking must enter your mind. This way of seeing things must become your reality. You see, there is a certain mind that Jesus had that God wants you and I to have. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So in other words, Jesus was just like God. If Jesus could claim that I am God, he will not be making a mistake and he will not be committing a crime. It's true. 
But though he had that position, the Bible says he made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a born servant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. That's what we are talking about tonight. He became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. That particular death of the cross was taken through a way called Via Dolorosa. Therefore, as a result of the pain, when you see the word therefore, you must understand it is implying something based on what was said before. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. <laughs> Jesus Christ is Lord. But Jesus Christ became Lord, especially Lord of Lords and King of Kings, after Via Dolorosa, not before. God did not give this name to his son before. Let me tell you something. Before Jesus came down here, he was great in heaven, but nobody knew him down here. I hope you are aware of that. He wasn't known. In heaven, Jesus was called the word of God, or he's still called the word of God. But down here, we didn't know him. As a matter of fact, the angel had to tell Joseph, this is how you, will, you must call him. Call him Jesus. That was, that was the first time for us to know that this man's name would be Jesus. From that moment, he entered this world. Again, a world he created himself. <laughs> he came back and moved around for 30 years and entered the Via Dolorosa. Ended up on that cross. After three days, we're going to celebrate on Sunday. Don't miss Sunday. Don't miss Sunday. After, after three days, he came out. And when he came out of there, you see, whatever pain you are going through, if you are on your Via Dolorosa, you have to know that pain will not be forever. There will always be an expiring date to anything you are going through. But sometimes... You have to go through the Via Dolorosa. And, and that is where the Christians of today, we are having a problem. Because Christians of today don't like Via Dolorosa. As a matter of fact, we perceive Via Dolorosa to be a curse. And then we see Via Dolorosa as something totally contradictory to the scriptures. So, and, and it's true that there is a dimension of pain and suffering that is sometimes the result of satanic activity. We saw that last month. I mean, this month, so it was almost the whole month I was talking to you about rising and all of that. I mean, actually it was last month, yeah. Now, and there is also a degree of suffering that is the result of your own disobedience. We spoke about it. We spoke about your own ignorance can be the result, the, the, the reason of your suffering. We saw and, and demonic activity with the ancestral, you know, covenants and stuff. But do you know that there's a dimension of suffering 
That has got nothing to do with those things. It is God's training. The Christians of today, they don't want pain. They want painkillers. No pain must come. For every pain, there is a painkiller. That's us. The Christians of today like the broad way. They don't like this narrow gate the Bible is talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't like those narrow gates, narrow, narrow roads. No, 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 no. Muruti, I need space, man. I need, give, give, give me some space. And you know, we look a lot more like Peter. Because the first time Jesus mentioned the Via Dolorosa in the presence of Peter, hey, Peter said, no, 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 something is wrong. Something is very wrong. You can't, you can't talk like this. No, no, you, this cannot happen. The first time Jesus mentioned Via Dolorosa in the presence of Peter, just like us, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. I reject it. I molest it. It shall never happen. He rejected it so much that he rebuked Jesus. I mean, I'm going to read it for Matthew 16, verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain, not just say, explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things. Listen, he's explaining to them. Imagine somebody comes to your house and starts explaining to you that they're going to suffer many things in a few days. In the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that, and that, and that he must be killed. And on the third day, be raised, from, be raised to life. The Bible says, Peter took him aside. <laughs> Peter said, uh, Rabbi, Kakwan, Kakwan, I want to talk to you. I have a revelation. And the Bible says, and he began to rebuke him. And this is Peter, never, Lord, never. That is in your Bible, never. He said, this shall never happen to you. Not just, not this might not. He said, this shall never. That is 2021 Christianity. There are certain things we have said, this can never happen to me. Muruti, a thousand shall fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand side. You are right. It's a scripture. But until you meet Via Dolorosa, the day you meet Via Dolorosa, you will realize that <laughs> never say never. I say never say what? Never say never. When you are not trained, then you talk like that. 
Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because Jesus could pick up. No, this boy is not the one talking. There's a spirit that is inspiring him to tell me that the journey I'm about to take will never happen. But that's why I came on earth. That's why I came here. My name is Jesus. Jesus means savior. I came to save these people. And there's no way to save them except if my blood is shed. But there is Peter telling me, this will never happen to me. So do you know what Peter was saying? Peter was saying to Jesus, uh, Pascal will never get saved. Solo will never get saved. Pastor Pume will never get saved. This one will never get saved. That is what he was saying, even though he didn't understand. Because without Jesus going through Via Dolorosa, salvation is a dream of the night for all of us. That's what he was saying. So every time you are saying, never, this will never happen. And I know there are certain things that will never happen to you in the name of Jesus. But you must also know that there are certain things that God will allow them to happen. God will allow you to go through a Via Dolorosa. Not for your sake, but for the sake of somebody at your Golgotha. Somebody on the other side. On the other side. On the other side. On the other side. Jesus said, you are a stumbling block to me. A stumbling block. You are, you are standing on the way. Do you know that a stumbling block is something that is standing on your way? He, he's understanding what Peter is trying to do. All Satan is trying to do through Peter. You are a stumbling block. Another person that tried to dodge the Via Dolorosa was Paul. There was a time Paul felt, no, 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 this thing, it must go. This is too much. Paul tried to pray the Via Dolorosa also away. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, the Bible says, because of the extraordinary greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from... Listen, this is the reason. There's a reason why sometimes you go through something. So Paul understood the reason. He says, to keep me from exalting myself. God gave him so much revelation. God helped him understand the grace. God helped him understand the law. God helped him understand redemption, justification, sanctification. All these things, we learn them through Paul. Everything about the church, we are learning from what Paul wrote. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. God gave him so much insight and revelation. But the Bible says, he himself is saying, to keep me from exalting myself. After all this revelation, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh. A messenger of Satan to torment me. Paul the apostle being tormented. Imagine that Paul the apostle is tormented. To keep me from exalting myself. Now he says, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. There are things you pray a lot about, but you see, they don't seem to want to go away. Sometimes you must think. Jesus tried to pray the Via Dolorosa away. No. Paul tried to pray the Via Dolorosa away. No. And a demon told the sons of Skivas, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Will it be that the people who stand the Via Dolorosa till the end are the ones 
if kingdom of darkness even recognizes. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Brothers and sisters, as I'm closing my little talk tonight, let me explain to you what I'm trying to say. If you are a true Christian, listen to me. If you are a true Christian, you will go through Via Dolorosa. I know we told you that when you come to Christ, all your problems are finished. But I have good news for you tonight. The good news is that if you are a true, I'm not talking about fake Christians. Because there are some Christians that never have a problem. Do you know why they don't have a problem? They are a problem already. They are a problem to heaven. So you cannot be a problem and have a problem. I have never seen poverty having poverty, if you know what I'm trying to say. But if you are a true Christian, somebody who really loves God, somebody who is trying to serve God and live for God, I'm telling you, you will go through Via Dolorosa. I'm not saying you might go, you will. Because Psalm 34 verse 19 says, the righteous faces many troubles. Let me read it in the version you know. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, not the wicked, not the wicked, the righteous. Many, not few, many are the afflictions of the righteous. The New Living Translation says, the righteous person faces many troubles. If you are really a righteous person, you will agree with me that constantly there is a trouble in front of you. Every day there is a trouble with this, trouble with rent, trouble with this, trouble with this. There are always troubles faced by the righteous person. But the good news is the Lord delivers him from them all. So, if you are a righteous person, you must, I'm saying, if you are righteous, you must know there will be trouble. There will be afflictions. But the good news is, you will not die in that affliction. The same way Jesus did not remain in the grave, the same faithful Lord will stretch his hand and deliver you out of anything that you are facing today. I'm not here to tell you, you will never face any problem. I'm here to tell you, if you are a true Christian, actually one of the hallmark of a true Christian is affliction. Paul says, I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. I bear in my body. Paul could show you what he has suffered for Jesus. Paul was beaten. I'm not saying beaten in the spirit. I'm saying he was beaten. And that beating is not because he has stolen somebody's money. It is because he is a Christian. He is being beaten. He is being beaten for his Christianity. He is being beaten for his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is being beaten because he went and told somebody about Jesus. He is going through a lot of troubles because of his Christianity. He is going through a via dolorosa. And it's not because he has sinned. It is actually because he has not sinned. I hope you are hearing me. I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. Are you the type of Christian that wants to be scarless? Even Jesus has scars for his Via Dolorosa. When he found a person who didn't want to believe, 
that you can go through a Via Dolorosa and still survive. His name was Thomas. Thomas didn't believe that you can go through a Via Dolorosa and come back alive. Thomas thought the moment you enter Via Dolorosa, the end has come. So they came and told Thomas, listen, the man has returned. He is far stronger than before. He said, no, I don't believe it until I see the scars. Do you know why sometimes God won't discuss? Because you need to be able to tell people, I went through it. God is going to bless you so much that when you tell people, I used to struggle, they will not believe you. Because you will be on the other side of the Via Dolorosa. So God will allow there to be a few scars somewhere. Nana. There will be a scar here, there will be a scar here. Sometimes there will even be physical scars to show. Some of those scars are your pictures. When you show the pictures of where you are coming from, People say, no, 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 I can't believe this is you. That is me. Thomas said, until I see the scars. And Jesus said, Paul says, I'm bearing the scars in my body. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Number two, if you want to live right, are you listening to me? If you want to live right, you will go through Via Dolorosa. You want to be a person that does everything right? Via Dolorosa is going to be waiting. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. <laughs> Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Via Dolorosa is not negotiable if you want to live right. You don't want to sleep around. You don't want to steal from people. You just want to live a good life. You don't want to get into gossip because the, the fact that you are refusing to gossip with them, they start gossiping about you and they start accusing you. You want to live right? Via Dolorosa. If you want to obey God, you will go through Via Dolorosa. If you want to obey God for your life, it is Paul who said, if I was still trying to please people, I will not be a servant of God. I will not. Because most of the time to obey God and please God will, be, to, will mean you have to be opposite to what people want you to do. Many of you are in trouble all the time because you are just trying to obey God. You are just trying to obey God. You are not, you are not trying to hurt anybody. You are just trying to obey God. But Just you trying to obey God by going to church, it becomes a big problem at home. Just trying to obey God but no more sleeping with the boyfriend, it becomes a serious problem. It becomes a serious problem. And people start being beaten up. They are just trying to obey God. I came to tell you, when you are going through your Via Dolorosa, don't think God has abandoned you. Even though the Lord Jesus on the cross thought the Father had abandoned him because it was so intense. The Father was always there. Hallelujah. If you want to succeed in anything in this life, you will have to go through your Via Dolorosa. Success in ministry is through Via Dolorosa. Success in business is through Via Dolorosa. Success in your career is through Via Dolorosa. Success in your marriage is going to be through Via Dolorosa. 
Success in any area of your life will require a certain dose of Via Dolorosa. So those of us who are always avoiding every problem, we want to live a pain-free life. When people are near you, they are like, they must walk on eggshells because you are so sensitive. Just one way, you are already shattered and you are crying. The Bible has a name for you. You are an enemy of the cross. An enemy of the cross is a believer who doesn't want to go through any form of suffering for the sake of Christ. An enemy of the cross. The very thing that brought you into salvation is the thing you hate. You are always cutting corners. Enemies of the cross don't fast. They don't work for God. They don't pay their tithes. Nothing that can take a bit of pain. They don't pray. Or if they pray, it's just, Father, thank you for the night. Amen. That, that, they don't do anything that will require them to lose something or to suffer in any form or in any shape. Enemies of the cross. Enemies of the cross. We are celebrating the cross of Jesus tonight, but there are many people celebrating the cross who don't love the cross. Jesus says, anybody who wants to come after me, he must take up his cross and follow me. He must enter the Via Dolorosa. We want to please everybody. We want to be friends with everybody. And that's why a lot of people don't even know you are a Christian. A lot of people don't know who you are because you don't want any suffering. Let me tell you something. That, that's something God told me today. If whenever there is a problem, you are not called and you are happy about it, something is very wrong with you. If you are in a house and your father never calls you, and you are enjoying the fact that I can be in my room, I can watch my movies, I can do anything I like. Now, my father is always calling my brother to go and carry water for him, to go and do this for him. Me, I'm just relaxing in my room. I'm just enjoying my life. Listen to me, something is very wrong with you. If you are in the church, and your, your spiritual father or your spiritual mother can go for weeks, they can go for a week and you are not needed. They can go for weeks. That, that, look, you are only there for general meetings. And, and, and your attitude is, yeah, no, at least I'm not troubled. I'm not troubled with these things, calling me here, calling me there, this and this and that. Ash, no. Mm -mm. And that's your attitude. Something is wrong with your brain. Very wrong. Now, that's something God told me today. <laughs> if you are the type of person that when I have serious things to do, I can't call you, you must know that you have shifted from something. You have shifted. You are out. You have shifted from your Via Dolorosa. You have shifted. You have become a person that is just enjoying. And there's nothing you are enjoying. Nothing. Am I, am, am, I, am I talking to you? I'm, I'm telling you in that house, do they call you for any problem to find a solution? Uh, are you called? Is your shepherd talking to you? 
When, like, are you somebody that is constantly there? Is your number in the, in the recent numbers of your shepherd? The, the recent, you know, there are some people, if you go on my phone, you check recent calls, their name is always among the first five. And there are people, their name is never there. Their name is never there. When God brings out his phone book, there are some people God speaks to every day on earth. Every day. In fact, from time to time, he has to give them new instructions. He needs them over there. He needs them over there. There are some people he can go for years. He doesn't even send them one SMS. And they are enjoying it. Hey, me, I'm so glad God is not sending me to go and do that. I'm so glad God is not asking me to pay all this money. I'm just enjoying my life, building my life, having fun. You are enjoying it. You are enjoying that type of a life that is not taking anything from you, that is not demanding anything from you. You are just happy to have that life. I have my freedom. You know, my mom never bothers me. When I want to go out, I go out. I come anytime I want. You know, nobody bothers me. But hey, I feel sorry for my little sister. She's always the one. They're always on her case. Always on her case. You are sick. The Bible says, let this mind be new. That is how many of us are wasting our lives away. By the time you wake up, your life has gone. It's finished. And you are never useful to anybody. There is a reason why the name of Jesus is the name that is high about his other name. Not every other name. His name is the one. Because he is the one who went through Via Dolorosa. When the question was asked in heaven, who will go for us? The Bible says there was a silence for 30 minutes. It is not that the invitation was not given to everybody. Because sometimes we feel and we think that God didn't want to send an angel. No, the, the question was asked, who will go for us? Every angel that saw that Via Dolorosa, every archangel that saw that Via Dolorosa, every cherubim and seraphim that saw that Via Dolorosa, all the hosts of heaven, when they saw the Via Dolorosa, everyone said, hey, no, 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 I can't, I can't. After 30 minutes of silence, Jesus says, well, I'll go. And heaven became even more silent. Because just like Pastor Pume said, he is the darling of heaven. He is the sun and moon of heaven. He is the, the, he is the heartbeat of every party in heaven. Now we have to let him come down there. And we know how wicked those people are. Please understand when his name is higher than the name of this angel, the name of that angel, the name of this one, it's not by mistake. Because they remain in the comfort of heaven. The Bible says he did not make himself of any reputation. He left all those things. He came down here to work, to serve. And that ended him on the Via Dolorosa, a very painful road that he had to travel through. Are you enjoying you are dodging my calls. When I call for something, you always have something to do. 
You see me like I'm a crazy man. I'm always moving around. I don't have a life. And you tell yourself, I'll never be like that. Is that how you are thinking? I hope not. I hope not. Because if that is how you are thinking, then you are missing the whole point. You are missing the whole point. And that's why I want you to see, how did Jesus break through his Via Dolorosa? Because we have few things to learn. And as I'm closing, I'm closing with that. Number one, fix or focus on what is ahead. Don't focus on what is going on right now. Focus on what is ahead of you. Hebrews 12 verse 2, the Bible says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. How was Jesus able to go through Via Dolorosa? He didn't only focus on the pain right now. He fixed his eyes on the gain that was ahead. He knew that after this, something is going to come. The reason why many of us drop the ball in the Via Dolorosa because we just focus, I mean, things are not working. I mean, everybody has abandoned me. Look at how people are treating me. I don't think there is anything. You are focusing on here. Lift up your eyes. Look beyond the problem. Look beyond the circumstances that are around you right now. And that is exactly what they are. They are circumstances, things that are standing around you. And you can break through that thing. And you can leave that circumstance behind you because a circumstance doesn't move. It's standing. And it's surrounding you in a certain place. So some of you, sometimes you feel like your life is stuck. You are right to a certain degree because there is a circumference, circumference that you are surrounded by something that is standing all around you. But if you keep pressing, before you realize, you will break through the circumference and the, and the circumstance will remain behind you and you will continue pressing on ahead of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says he endured the cross. That is the only way. You are able to endure pain, endure people rejecting you at work, endure friends laughing at you. You can enjoy it because you see, I know there is a better tomorrow coming for me. I know God is going to remember me someday. My life is not going to end where it is now. When people were slapping Jesus, listen to me, they were slapping Jesus, and Jesus would say, I see Pascal. They are slapping Jesus. Jesus said, I see Pumi. They are slapping Jesus. He said, I see Zikwele. He's slapping Jesus. He said, I see this one. I see this one. And he's not seeing the slap. He's seeing me. He's seeing you. And because he's seeing us, he kept moving. He kept moving. He kept moving. I didn't want to preach. And I'm ending up preaching. Hallelujah. I hope you know. I'm just keeping myself cool. And that I can't wait. I can't, I can't hold it. I can't hold it. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two, believe that something good will come out of it. You see, you have to believe. You have to believe that something good, I don't know what, but I know something good. If you've checked your life, eh, you will see that many times you went through something and it looked like it was just a whole waste and a whole mess. But after a while, when you look back with hindsight, you saw it was because of this that this happened. Something good came out of it. The Bible says God works all things together for your good. You have to believe something good is being worked 
out of this. It's very painful right now. It's very discouraging right now. It's Jesus going through that mountain, and sometimes you reach a stage where you can't anymore. Jesus couldn't carry the cross anymore. And if you read what is in your Bible, the Roman soldiers had to get somebody else called Simon of Cyrene to carry that cross for him. And God is faithful. In your journey of your Via Dolorosa, he's going to send destiny helpers, people that will come alongside with you and help you carry that cross sometimes. Even though it is your cross, but God is going to bring people in your life that will help you carry that cross. The same way it was the cross of Jesus. But Simon of Cyrene, a black man from Africa, oh my God, I could spend the whole day there. You wonder why Satan hates this continent. You wonder why Satan hates African people. Because the black man helped Jesus reach Golgotha and destroy him. I hope you are still there. Hallelujah. James 1, 2-4 says, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. You see, patience is not something you pray for. Patience is something that develops through trials. You don't pray, Lord, make me patient. God said, okay, let's enter into this Via Dolorosa. But let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. I see you lacking nothing because, listen, listen, don't clap yet, listen carefully. A patient man will lack nothing. Actually, God told me one day, if you were patient, you would get anything. You know why you lack so many things? You are not, you are not patient yet. You quickly jump. Or you, you, are not, you, you quickly speak. And you lose opportunity. The Bible says, a patient man will lack nothing. You don't quickly jump to resign. Then you start suffering like you don't even have teeth. You don't quickly jump to divorce. Ha. You don't quickly jump to cast people out like that. Patience. When patience has worked on you, when it's done, you are perfect. You are complete. You lack nothing. I see you being like that in Jesus' name. I have so many things to tell you, but let me just give you this one. Remember that God has it all under control. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Say with me, God is faithful. Say it again, God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able? Never forget that whatever you are going through, your Via Dolorosa can never be above your capacity. God can never, God is too faithful to allow you to be tempted or to be tested beyond your capability. Your Via Dolorosa is tailor-made for you. You can handle, I cannot carry the cross of Jesus. I can only carry my cross. That's why I have a lot of respect for Simon of Cyrene. 
And I'm glad Jesus never said to you, come and carry my cross. He said, carry what? Your cross. Your cross. The Bible says that with the temptation, he will also make a way of escape. That is what I was teaching you now about the circumference. Circumstance. Every circumstance, God is always creating a way of escape so that you can leave those circumstances behind you and you are moving ahead of you. I see many of you coming out of those circumstances. So, so all sorts of circumstances that are telling you, no, this is what your life is going to be. Ne? Learn to live here. Ne? This is it. You've always been this Via Dolorosa. No, even Via Dolorosa is a way. It's something that is taking you somewhere. So you must just continue walking. Don't stop and become part of the circumstances. Continue walking. It's painful. I'm walking. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. Keep waking up every day. Keep praying every day. Keep serving God every day. Keep giving every day. Keep speaking life every day. Keep prophesying every day. And a day is coming when the Via Dolorosa is going to come to an end and you will enter your Via Felicia. Or shall I say, via felicidad. Your way of happiness. Your way of blessing. Your way of joy. Jesus has entered his, his via felicidad. Hallelujah. I see you entering your via felicidad. From via dolorosa to via felicidad. Hallelujah. 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 First Peter 5 verse 10. The Bible says, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory. Never forget why he called you. He didn't call you to eternal punishment. He didn't call you to eternal shame. He didn't call you to eternal, embar eternal embarrassment. He called you to eternal glory. So until you see glory, you haven't reached the end. After, it says, after you have suffered a little while. So it is part of it. <laughs> it says, after you have suffered a little while. Thank God it is just a little while. Hallelujah. I said, thank God it is just a little while. It is not suffer forever. So when you are going through a Via Dolorosa, that is not ending. Please check it. It's not supposed to be forever. It's for a little while. After you have suffered for a little while, the Bible says, he will himself restore you. He will make you strong, firm, steadfast. My last verse. Psalm 126, verse 5 and 6. Those who sow in tears shall reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Listen, you will return one of these days, and you're not going to return with a broken heart. Because the Lord Jesus is coming back on earth. And he's not coming back on earth with a broken heart. The Bible says he's coming as the king of kings and the lord of lords. And he will be coming with horses and hosts of heavens under sounds of trumpets. It will be very glorious. And one day you will leave the house. And by the time you return, 
You will remember this message. The pastor said it one day. That I will sow in tears. You see, when you are sowing, it's never nice. It's never nice. Many of us want to reap without sowing. Break out of that lie. And don't expect to sow with joy. The Bible says, those who sow with tears will reap songs of joy. Stand on your feet, everybody, and begin to thank God right now, wherever you are. Just begin to thank God right now. Begin to thank him for any Via Dolorosa that you are going through right now. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know how bad it looks. But maybe your attitude towards it has been, why me? But I want you to understand, any Via Dolorosa you are faced right now is not eternal. It's just for a while. Jesus was in the grave just for three days. That thing will not be forever. Let me tell you the truth. The power of God, if you are really serving God, if you are really obeying God, and you are not into something out of disobedience, I'm not talking to people that are suffering because of their own disobedience. I'm not talking to people that are suffering because of their own ignorance. I'm not talking to people that are suffering because they are not praying and seeking God, and they are a victim of ancestral covenants. I'm talking about people who are living for God, obeying God, and yet there is a Via Dolorosa, just like Jesus. Come and open your mouth and pray from the depths of your heart. Lord, give me the right attitude towards my Via Dolorosa. Lord, give me the right mind towards my Via Dolorosa. Lord, help me go through this knowing that it will not be forever. You are making a way. You are making a way. You are making a way. Mande bralaga, manda bralaga. You are making a way. Oh, you are making a way. I will return with songs of joy. I will return with songs of joy. I am sowing in tears. People are laughing at me. It looks like I have lost myself. It looks like it is the end. People think it's over. People say he saved others, he cannot save himself. She helped other people, but she cannot help herself. She helped other people get married, but, and she was a bridesmaid, but it seems like she will never get married herself. She will never be a bride. She will always be a bridesmaid. He will always be a groomsman. He will never be a groom. Father, I thank you that somebody tonight is experiencing the power of God, changing that circumstance. Your power is reaching them now in the name of Jesus. You are always the one helping people prepare their CVs. You are helping people type their CVs on your laptop. But you yourself, your CV has never gone anywhere. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, those that sow in tears shall reap with joy. Those that sow in tears shall reap with songs of joy. It looks like you are the stupid one in the family. People call you for every and anything. And there are other people that are just enjoying a free time. Nothing bad happens to them. They seem to enjoy everything. And what you don't understand is that you are on a Via Dolorosa. One day your name will be the only name that will be remembered. Father, give me strength to go through my Via Dolorosa. Father, give me capacity to face my Via Dolorosa with fearless confidence, knowing that the, the, the pain that I'm going through today will result in a great gain tomorrow. 
I hope you are praying where you are. I hope you are praying in that stream side. I hope you are thanking God for sending you a word, a word that is encouraging you to know that this is not the end of your life, to know that things are going to turn, to know that you're not always going to be in that situation you are in. The God of grace will settle you. The God of grace will help you. God is building patience in you. God is building resilience in you. God is building perseverance in you. God is building the right attitude in your heart. One of these days, you will rise and you will never be the same. You will never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. Quickly tonight, if you are watching the service and you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. I don't want to close this first day of the conference without giving you that opportunity. Jesus went through all he went through, not in vain, so that people like you and me can start a new life. The Bible says, whoever is in Christ, not in the church, in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Oh, yes. Right where you are, I want you to know Jesus went through all this for you. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sin. And I'm sure you are saying, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I don't need to know what you've done. I don't need to know what you've done. Let me tell you something. Whatever you've done, the blood of Jesus has paid for it. All you need to do tonight is to stop trying to fix every problem yourself and turn to him and say, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. And watch and see what God will start doing for you. Right now, wherever you are, you are saying, Pastor, I want to give Jesus Christ a chance. I want to open my heart to him. I want to count up to three and give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. One, two, three. Please raise your right hand. I want to be born again, wherever you are. You are saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want Jesus to become my Lord. Oh, yes, God bless you. God bless all of you. Please take your hands now. Now, maybe you are watching me. You are already born again. But you jump out of your Via Dolorosa trying to find your Via Felicidad. But you enter into a deeper Dolorosa. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Just like the prodigal son. What he bargained for is never what he got. Because that is how this life is. You never get what you bargain for. Never. Never. But we serve a God of a second chance. A God who loves us. And he's calling you right now. If you are listening to me, you are watching wherever you are. I'm saying, Pastor, I want to come back home. I'm saying, yes, he's waiting. At the count of three, please raise your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. One, two, three. Please raise it up. God bless you. God bless all of you. Now, I want us to pray together. I want you to join me in this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Mean every word you are saying. And God is going to visit you. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me on the third day you rose again that I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin. 
serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Padima, Mukwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day and remember, we are alive to give life.